Boom. Button is live. Alex Popoff, greatest sprinter in history. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Brett? I'm good, man. It's always good to see you. And uh, thanks for thanks for recognizing that I've, I've finally lost all of my hair. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you, you, you have uh, some here, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I got to hang on to that. That's okay. But uh, listen, man, you look good. Uh, it's good to see you again. Good to see you. Brett, and good to see all uh, all who joined uh, your broadcast today. Yeah. Now, listen. Uh, this came about. I was I was riding my bike yesterday, and I was thinking, who's the one person that I need to talk to about this young man, David Popovich? And of course, you know, your name came up in my head because the comparisons are, are there. Everybody keeps saying he looks like a young Alex Popov. And I thought to myself, well, that's okay for everybody else to say, but what does Alex Popov think about this? Well, you know, as soon as I got your uh, request for for today's show, and I'm like, oh, that, that could be an interesting subject to talk about because uh, we've discussed with the guys uh, here from the Swimming Society, we've discussed uh, this performance and I've discussed it with my sons. And uh, I was really impressed uh, with David with his performance and uh and when i uh when i got a request i had a look on the on, the, on the youtube uh at his uh, swim and mm -hmm. uh which was actually much more impressive uh than than just talking about it about him and first impression you see he's still 17 if i'm not mistaken huh? mm -hmm. yeah i think he turns 18 um next month ne next month yeah 14th or the 15th of september if off mm -hmm. the top of my head yeah but you know what really really kind of uh struck me is the way he looks he looks slim and relaxed his mm -hmm. his muscles he's not that physically you know build up yet mm -hmm. he's relaxed his muscles are stretched you know he's got a, a lot of plasticity in the water and uh on the on the, on the land Mm -hmm. uh, what he uh, is lacking, to my understanding, is uh, a good start. Mm -hmm. He didn't do. He doesn't do. Didn't do a good start uh, on his uh, world record performance. But this is where he can certainly improve. But the way he performs, the way he swims, is uh, good. Mm -hmm. I really, actually, I loved it. Mm. I loved it because uh, he's. He's relaxed. His stroke is long, good reason. And uh, when he starts accelerating, he doesn't increase the stroke rate. He increases the power. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is and this is where he gets his acceleration from. And uh, the the critical moment on the hundred freestyle is the last twenty five and maybe last fifteen meters in particular. And uh, I had a close look at those. Um, uh, meters and uh, man, he just he just keeps on pushing. Huh? He just keeps on going. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't mm -hmm. lose the length of the stroke. He doesn't lose the power. And this mm -hmm. is this is the key. This is the key to a hundred meter freestyle. Yeah, I mean, you you and I have had these discussions about what made you so great, and you always said that you and Gennady would would emphasize the last twenty five, maintaining length, maintaining speed, and he seems to be doing that just as good as you in your prime and yet he's 17 years old is it is it crazy to to think of a 17 year old 
that good at, at that age? Well, uh, for me, it is also crazy uh, to understand, you know, this kind of speed, you know, this kind of seconds, you know, 46, 8. Uh, when, I, when I did 46, 7 short course, I, I thought it was like, wow. This was something, something, something. But now kids, uh, you know, swimmers go 44, sub 45 easily. Mm. And to me, understand to understand it, it's, no, I cannot simply accept it. <laughs> I can't until, either, Alex. I'm telling you, I'm like, I don't know. Listen, the first time I had a conversation with him was when he was 16, he went 47.3. And I had, to, I had to admit to him, Alex, I said, I, I thought you were on drugs, honestly. Like, I was... You know, like I hadn't seen him swim now. And then I watched the tape and you're like, okay, well, obviously this, this guy has extreme talent. And then you listen to him talk and you understand he has an incredible maturity. And then you hear about his coach and the way he trains him and they're doing all the right things. So like, look, the, the drug talk is obviously ridiculous. It's out the window. It's, it's nonsense. But to think a 16, 17-year-old is swimming at the level of the great Alex Popov it really blew my mind. I couldn't wrap my head around it for a long period of time. But um, you see, what I cannot understand, um, you know, the, the, the uh, how do you call it, pain tolerance uh, threshold, mm-hmm. how much pain can they tolerate? Because when I used to perform, you know, when, when we used to swim, you know, mm-hmm. I could understand how to behave, how to control myself at, at those speeds. But what they have to do now, I had to scratch the back of my head and, you know, simply have no answer for that. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm with yeah, you on that, but, man. But going out going out in 22.7 and coming back in 24.1. What, yeah. which, what is my, uh, you know, really struck me uh, is his uh, back 50, you know, second mm. 50 performance. Uh, because the ideal... Let's say ideal split for the hundred is, uh, you know, when you have fifteen. Oh man, sorry, one point five second difference between the first and the second fifty. Mm-hmm. He seems to be doing just about right. You know, he's one point four, one point three something, and uh, he still has a lot of potential for the second fifty. Huh? Yeah. He still has a lot of potential. Yeah. If yeah. He, if he improves the second fifty, means that he can go up faster. And he he still can maintain the second fifty without losing the, the the control of the technique and you know, and um, I really have no idea where his limit is. Yeah, I don't know his limit either. Let's have a look at the swim really quickly. Thank you. 
46. Oh my God. What the <laughs> 46. Listen, when I, when I watch that, I feel like I'm watching Alex Popoff from many years ago. Do you see the, the, the similarities in the technique between the two of you? Uh, Fred, you know, I don't really like, you know, comparing myself to some other swimmers, you know, they're, they're individual, you know, right. all of them are individual right. and you can compare, you know, I think, you know, technically, in terms of uh, recovery, in terms of uh, high elbow, maybe I uh, swam differently. But the way he was pushing, there was, I honestly, I have no idea how they swim 46 8, mm-hmm. how he swam 46 8. I don't know. I cannot imagine the level of pain tolerance that you have to achieve. Mm. Because going out in twenty going out in twenty two seven, that I can understand. But coming back in twenty four one, this is where you have to kind of think what to do. Mm. Well, we we were around when we saw Peter go forty seven for the first time, and that that kind of blew our mind. Like we did, we didn't think at that time. Oh no, we hadn't seen forty seven, right? Like, but and then seeing it for the first time is like, oh wow! I mean, somebody actually did it. Now these young kids they see forty seven all the time. So is this is this part of the new revolution where they're just being brought up seeing this happening, and and so it's much more believable for them. Do you think that's it? I think it's more psychological than physical. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a psychological fear. You know, when you look at the scoreboard and you see forty six, forty seven, you know, from the young age, you know, you kind of accept it as uh, as normal performances. And uh, mm-hmm. what when you start training, you probably start thinking about 45 and 44 uh, second performances. And so this mm-hmm. is, I think, you know, how David uh, was brought up and uh, he saw 46, oh, no, not 46, sorry, 40, 48, 47 second performances. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then his coach was smart enough, was wise enough uh, to tell him that, listen, you know, 40, 48 is not enough anymore. 47 mm-hmm. might get get you to the podium. What we need to think about is uh, how to get to a 46 second barrier, how to break 47. And this is uh, what can guarantee you uh, at least a gold medal. Yeah. Um, By the way, I told him yesterday that I was going to have this conversation with you and he wanted me to say hello to you. He's he's obviously a big fan of yours. So have you ever... He'll see this. So have you ever had a chance to talk to him at all? No, not yet. No, no, no. But sooner or later, we will definitely meet somewhere. And, uh, you know, I will, I will be glad to meet him and shake his hand. I've heard that his hand is uh, good size. I'm sure, I'm sure he's got a big, a big hand, yeah. I mean, his wingspan, when he, when he stretches out his wingspan, it, it reminds me. You know, the first time I saw you, I don't know if I've told this story, but the first time I saw you was, was at the Institute of Sport and – and you had a, a water polo ball, and you're with um, Vladimir Prushenko. Is that him? Prushenko, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you had a water polo. I think I've told this story, but you had a water polo ball, and you were throwing it to each other. And I walked in from, you know, 30 meters away, and I was walking towards you, and you were up here with this water polo ball throwing it. I've never seen a human as big as you before in terms of your length and your reach <laughs> and your hand. I was like, that's the that's the most intimidating man I've ever seen. So. I imagine that's kind of what these guys are looking at with with David now. His uh, his length is just extraordinary, right? But um, you know, you know this guy Gustavo Borges. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has 
big long arms. Gustavo, yeah. My my uh, my arm span was uh, about two or nine, two or nine or two eleven. I don't remember. Mm. His arm span was uh, or still is, I suppose, uh, about two twenty five. Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy big boys. But um, what about this? Uh, someone said in the comments section a minute ago. How would Alex Popoff deal with David Popovich in the ready room? If you guys were in the same ready room for the hundred meter final, how would you deal with with a young young man like this coming up? Well, 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 well. This uh, this could be a good made up story, but honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea how to. Honestly, I have no idea how to except you know like mentally except 46 seconds and secondly uh thank god you know i didn't have a chance uh, to meet this kind of uh young swimmers when i was uh when i was swimming <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I i had to meet you so i had to deal with it but um <laughs> <laughs> what about this um you know you see you look at the swim and you do see improvements. You, you talked about his dive somewhere he could improve. Do you see any other places where he could make improvements? Um, you know, his tone is not so bad. His tone is good. What I didn't do, I didn't count his stroke. Uh, his strokes on the second 50, I mean, on the first and the second 50. This is what he has to do. He has to control the stroke count as well. That will uh, help him to control the technique even better and uh, to a, to a bigger to a, another level, and uh, to play maybe a little bit with uh, the stroke count and to see where where his uh, potential is and where he can still improve. Uh, you know, second fifty. Mm. What he has, uh, he has. Uh, what I've noticed is that he has. Um, you know, some swimmers they have um, when they kick. You can see that their feet uh, are appearing from the water. Mm -hmm. What he's doing, he's kicking under the water. It's like you know having a motorboat which uh, which propeller sticks above the water, and the, uh, the propeller you know is not very efficient. When you put the, your feet under water and you don't break the surface, you know this is where the efficiency of your kicking is, and this is what he's doing. What what I saw uh, during the race. And this is very good, uh, good symbol uh, sign. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, man, he has uh, when when they made the tone, you know, from the from the very first stroke, he just started to push and he kept on pushing. You know, he didn't fade. He didn't mm -hmm. fade. I didn't even see mm -hmm. uh, that he got tired in the last twenty or so meters. Mm, yeah. he just kept on pushing he just kept on going and he didn't he didn't fade and this is what a good sign this is this is where the his potential is you know to improve you know he's playing he with um he's playing with the 50 and the 400 as as you know real events for himself um is is this too big of a range to look at in terms of being great at the 50 and the 400 you think 400 might be a bit too far, but 200 is definitely... He is coming from the longer end. He is coming from the 200. Uh, he's striking the 100 from the 200-meter uh, kind of view. You know what I mean from the strategy. He's mm -hmm. coming down the hill, not climbing up the hill. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, 
let's say uh, in terms of endurance, uh, in terms of aerobic work, he's uh, he's uh, he's well trained. He's yeah. well trained, and uh, of course, uh, what he will he will mature. He will, I mean, like become a man. You know, mus- in terms of muscular mass and you know mm-hmm. physical appearance, he will he will become bigger. Uh, what he has to do, he has to maintain that flexibility, that plasticity that he has still has uh, now, and this is this is the key to his success. You know, to be to be kind of to be able to maintain, you know, that uh, that stroke rate, that length of the stroke, that power that he is producing. Yeah. He doesn't need to build up a lot of a lot of mass, you know, body mass, a lot of yeah. muscular. You know, he right. just needs that plasticity. You know, mm-hmm. being like kind of like a fish. You know, like gliding through the water. Right, right. There's a good question here from uh, Fred Venu. Uh, I'm interested in your views about how to breathe during a 46 swim, especially the first 25. What would you say? It seems to me like David is taking in a lot of oxygen. This seems to be the right approach, right? Uh, for the first 25, because physiologically you know like during the first nine ten seconds of work of hard high intensity work you don't get uh kind of lactated so you can take no breathing whatsoever and uh it will not affect your systems really? what you have to do to control your breathing afterwards uh he seemed to me that uh he wasn't well you know he was he was swimming the way he was come most comfortable with you know, if he was taking uh, that many breaths uh, that he took, you know, that's okay. I don't have anything against it. But what actually that might be another opportunity for him to improve. You know, if he if he could control the the, the breathing at least on the se- on the first fifty, maybe take uh, two, three, maybe four, only two, three, four, four breaths, and then start accelerating maybe that that will help him as well that will help him you know to go out faster without kind of getting tired too much you Mm -hmm. know what i mean right right what about this alex do you think now that we all need to start thinking about the possibility of a 45 second 100 freestyle 45 let's put it that way you know one and a half second difference you know 24 flat uh, on the way back 22 5 40 Forty-six five. We have uh, if we if we talk uh, sub twenty-four on the way back. Twenty twenty-three eight, twenty-three eight, uh, twenty-two three, twenty-three seven, twenty. Yeah, possible twenty-two two, twenty-three seven. There you go. Mm, Simple I mean- calculation. Yeah, it is. And that's what it is, really. It's calculation. And you have to calculate. You have to say, all right, how can I go out as fast as possible by being able to maintain coming back as fast as possible? Look, we're very close to, I mean, we've seen some of these low 22 front end swims already. And now we're getting very close to this 23 second, second 50. So it it doesn't seem that far out of reach, even though for us, it, it's it, we understand both you and I who swam the 100, you clearly much better than me, but the the pain involved in something like that is is immense. So to to manage the balance, and that's what I talked to David about is like in the, in the final here at the Europeans where he finally broke the world record. It seemed like he got the balance right at the World Championships and other places. He seemed to be experimenting with the front and the back, 
and then finally it seemed like he put it all together it's just called experience right. it's just called experience and uh i think you know at these competitions in rome uh he had uh, no psychological pressure or put it, you know being on his shoulders and he 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 could uh, let's say he could he could swim he could perform uh, his best uh, race the the one that he probably visualized in his life uh, well before he did this mm. and um you know he was free he was free to perform he he had no pressure whatsoever and you know this is what we saw right let me ask you this. You became Olympic champion at a very young age. You became world record holder um, way before your career had finished. So now for this young man who is now uh, the fastest man in history at 17, what would, what would your advice be to him now moving forward in his career, you think? Well, uh, let's say to be able to perform well, perform fast and um, win win not all the time but the the the, the win when you want mm. and when when you need it you need to think um, what is uh, helping you to to do this and what is uh, disturbing you mm. and those fact factors that you know are against you and not in favor of your competition performances those ones you have to Kind of delete from your life, be it temporary or be it permanently. It's up to you. But uh, concentrate uh, on uh, your own performance first of all. You know, don't look around. Don't look who is next to you. Who is uh, in the on the starting block, the one after the next swimmer? Who is in the final with you? When you get in together in that call room. You know, you, if you are the champion, if you are the leader, you have to perform like one. And uh, he has to remember that at this point, he becomes a target for, for the rest of the sprinting world, men's mm. sprinting world, because he's the world record holder and everybody is aiming at uh, either beating his uh, world record, becoming better than him, or beating him, doesn't matter what, what result at the end of the day they will get. And uh, that he has to remember that he he will be bearing, uh, he will be carrying uh, some extra cargo, some extra weight on his shoulders now. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Good advice uh, for sure. And um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, so far, he's handled it very well. He's actually in Lima, Peru right now at the, I think it's the World Junior Championships. Uh, so he's continuing to swim. In terms of breaks, uh, was, was it necessary for you to take breaks, you know, after the, these long periods of racing and performing like this? Did you need the mental break or not? I did. I did. I did need those uh, breaks because, you know, you know, at the end of the season, you, you feel like exhausted and you feel tired and you just want to go and see your parents at the end of the day, you know, mm -hmm. see your mom, see your dad and... Uh, and uh, recharge your batteries and uh, and then get back to training. With him, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe he's uh, at this age when he's so young, maybe he recovers uh, much quicker than we used to do. Mm. Or, uh, we used to live in, you know, in, in different centuries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> time now, man, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, 
So, well, listen, I appreciate your time here. This has been awesome just thinking about uh, this world record performance and getting your view, obviously the greatest sprinter in history, man. And um, that's the way it's going to be for a very long time. And uh, I've got a lot of respect for you and, and what you did and how you did it and, and how you carried yourself as a champion. I think everybody watching this right now, the reason why they're watching live is because they, they respect you greatly. So uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the advice for David. And um, hopefully we'll catch up again in the future, okay? Brett, thanks, huh? Thanks for bringing me up and uh, sort of uh, refreshing our memories and our uh, <laughs> kind of connections, huh? Stay always in touch good. and, yeah, yeah, I'm always at your disposal when you need me, huh? I love that. Thank you. Appreciate it, Alex. All right, take care, buddy. Bye. Cheers, Ryan. Bye.